It's a real privilege to be here and to, to preach here and to celebrate communion with you. I've been hanging around this place for 22 years. It's the first time I've ever been invited to do this. So I guess if you hang around long enough, you get a job. <laughs> anyway, it's wonderful to celebrate this Easter celebration with you because we are in the season of Easter. So it's still Easter. Hallelujah, Christ is risen. Thank you. I love this gospel tonight. It's one of my favorites. And I love the context where it happens. Think a moment for yourself. Picture that place, that upper room, where those disciples were all gathered together. It's the day that Jesus is risen, but they're not sure yet. Most of them have not seen him. They've heard rumors, but they don't know. The doors are locked for fear of the Jewish authorities. And yet Jesus materializes. That's all I can picture. He materializes like Star Trek. Just, boom, he's right there with that risen body of his. Can you imagine? I imagine what he's thinking first, the context of where he is with these disciples of his. I can imagine Jesus looking at them. This is all Sandy Kerner midrash. This is not in the scripture. This is my imagination. And I imagine what he might say to them if we stretched out the words. Jesus might say to them, were you hurt in this? Were you wounded in this? So am I. Have you been traumatized? So have I. Have you been betrayed? So have I. Have you been abandoned? Say it with me. So have I. Have you been deserted? So have I. Have you been disbelieved? So have I. Do you feel like you've been forgotten, forsaken? So have I. Do you feel like a failure sometimes? So have I. Have you followed every step of the way and have nothing left to show for it? So have I. Have you faced into death? So have I. Have you been killed? Or feel like you've been killed? So have I. Have you surrendered and given it all? So have I. That's where Jesus is coming from in this story tonight. And I don't doubt for a minute that that's why his first greeting to these disciples is shalom. Peace. The context of that word brings out all the meanings of that word shalom. When I was in seminary, we learned all these Hebrew words that have all these meanings. One Hebrew word, you wait. One Hebrew word can convey many meanings, and you've got to figure out what the context is to get what the meaning is. I think shalom in this case, when Jesus greets his disciples with that peace be with you, shalom means healing, means wholeness, 
means restoration of relationship. It means God's new life pouring into you. It means love. It means peace. It means God's embrace surrounding you. That's what shalom looks like to me in this context. And then he shows them the marks, right, on his hands and in his side. He's not a ghost. It's really him. Not that, but he carries the marks of the wounds of his trauma in his body, in his risen body. That's one thing to meditate on this season. He kept them, didn't he? Didn't get a new, totally new body. Those marks are still there. I think they're there for us so that we can see and know that we were not alone. I think they're there for the disciples because these disciples were fearful. They were, they walked away. They had given up on him. They had abandoned him. They betrayed him. They denied that they knew him. They were slow to understand. They were full of doubt, shame, guilt. They felt like their dreams had been crumpled up and tossed aside. They had lost a beloved. And you know what grief is if you've lived any time at all on this earth. And so with them, we can say, so have I. I felt those things too. So when Jesus shows them his hands and his side, they know that he knows that he is with them. And then he restores those relationships again by saying, shalom, peace. We're reunited. You're no longer estranged from me. I know where you've been. You know where I have been. We are brothers and sisters, all. I think that's the good news. The doubting, the shame, the betrayal, denial, all of that is lifted off. It's gone. It's restored to life. They're restored to love. And I have to think that then that qualifies them to do the next bit. Because the next bit is Jesus gives them three commands in a sense. He says, as the Father has sent me. Say it with me. So I send you. Yeah. That's y'all. That's a southern for everybody. The Father has sent me, so I send y'all. You're all out there. And you can't do that without being restored to relationship and being whole. That's why healing ministry, which I love to talk about, is so important. That as we pray for the healing of the city, the healing begins right here in us, in this upper room, in this holy hill. It has to begin in us, brothers and sisters. We have to know that shalom, that peace within us, and among us, in community. Then we can go out there. As the Father has sent me, so I send y'all. And then the next word is receive, right? Receive the Holy Spirit. And Jesus breathes on them. Do that with me, will you? Just go, thank you. Breathes on them. It says receive the Holy Spirit. That verb receive in the Greek doesn't mean just, oh yeah, I get a peaceful, easy feeling, you know, it all washes over me. That verb receive is credit. Grab a hold of the Holy Spirit. 
Ask for more of the Holy Spirit in your life so that you're filled up. Because you can't go out there without it. So receive. And then the third verb, forgive. Right? This brand new church that's just born, just conceived, the very first order of business is forgive. And how well we know that, don't we, brothers and sisters? That's the beginning. It takes a while to get there for some of us, a long while, and that's okay, as long as we're pointing in that direction. But forgive in this sentence means release, let go of, send away in the original language. So release. Release the stuff that holds you. Let go of it. Let go of the people. Let go of the hurts. Let go of all of that. And receive more of the Holy Spirit. So send, you're sent, you receive, and then you forgive. You let go. And I think that is what Jesus calls us to do. So tonight, as we gather, one of the things I'd like to offer during the time of receiving communion, after you come up and receive or before you come and receive, I've asked several people to stand back in the back, to be available there to pray with you for any need you might have or somebody that you'd like to pray for in need of healing, in need of restoring, in need of forgiving, in need of knowing God's great love. So I encourage you, grab a hold of that too. Go and receive what you need from God to go forward as God sends you back out these doors in a couple of hours. Amen? Amen. Amen.